Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana and today we have a new and really nice episode with my friend Louise. I met her in the International Society here in Edinburgh and in one of our conversations she told me how she moved to Barcelona for a summer and I thought how amazing this would be for an episode because I do have an episode with Victoria, also from the International Society, about Barcelona, but she's from Barcelona. But then maybe someone coming from abroad to Barcelona for the summer, which is something that I know a lot of people like to do, might be a good idea. It might be like a really good episode. And it certainly did because Louise actually gave us many tips and really good recommendations and... Um, she did things that I would have never thought about doing. So I think this episode is definitely helpful and she's really to the point with it. So we don't really drag a lot of information on anything. It's just very to the point. And I really hope that you enjoy it. But before we get to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. And now, without further ado, let's get to the episode. Thanks for coming to the podcast. So excited to have you here. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so happy to be here, too. <laughs> so first of all, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, definitely. So I'm Louise, and I'm 20. I'm from France originally. Um, I live in Edinburgh currently right now. I'm a student at Napier. I study uh, business management and I'm in my third year. And what do I do otherwise on a daily basis? So I, I work for a heritage portfolio part-time as well. So it's like an event company. Yeah, that's that's about it, I think. Yeah, so we were talking once and you told me that you moved to Barcelona for the summer. When was this? So yeah, um, yeah, I moved. So you mean when? When was it? Like as in the dates of like when I went to Barcelona? Yeah, which year? So that was last summer, so two thousand and twenty-two. Oh, cool! How was it? Like, how was the decision process of going to Barcelona for the summer? Because I feel like here in Europe, a lot of people do that. They move to another city for the summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So basically what happened is that I really wanted to have a new adventure again into a new country for like longer than just two weeks. So I think it was like in January or a bit before that I had I had this idea like before January um, that I was going to go to Spain. But then I didn't really know like what location, what, what I would do there and whether it would be like viable like financially. But then in January, I really decided that I wanted to to go to like have a challenge for myself but, and start fresh and then just to have a holiday as well for the, the whole summer. And I would I wanted to learn um, Spanish as well because I had started in high school, but I really I've always wanted to like perfectionate it. And then yeah, just like like um, emerging myself into a new culture. So that's why I decided to go for like three months and not just like a week. And I know that there's like this whole like housing crisis going on here in Europe. So did you have a hard time finding a place to live? So 
Um, I remember when I was looking for a place to stay, I either wanted a private flat um, because it would be cheaper or I would be willing to pay for like a student accommodation. So it, would, it was like, I think more expensive. But then my point again was to meet new people because I was, I was going on my own. So I thought having a private flat would be harder to socialize with other people. So I targeted more like student accommodations and I remember just like emailing many of them. Um, it was quite difficult to find one who like who where they had space like for for my whole three months, like with the like specific dates. Um, but then I got one in the end uh, that I like fortunately, I think they didn't have any space when I asked first. And then when I came back to them, they said they had a space in the end. So I guess that was a sign to go. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was like, uh, I don't know, should I say names? Would you like me to like tell like, Up to website you. <laughs> and stuff? Okay. So uh, the one I went to was the Uni Habits, which was, which was nice. It was like a student accommodation, but there was also locals. So it was a good diversity. And how was it for you? Did you, because you said that you had to save money to go there for three months, but how was it for you like covering expenses what is was it expensive because barcelona is a big city so i would believe that it's expensive but did you have like a hard time saving money to go so um it was expensive overall um i didn't expect it to be that expensive before i got there uh but yes yeah, so i had saved money the whole year before so i had worked the summer before just to like keep money because i knew i was gonna like travel for a while after that um but yeah i think like when you go to spain uh people tend to think like oh it's very cheap so it will be fine blah blah, blah. so yeah it's cheaper than other places in europe but then when you leave there as a local and i wanted a job at, like actually there but since i was only staying there for three months it was going to be complicated to find a contract and, you know, like the whole administration process would have been too long. Um, but yeah, so it was, I I spent a lot of money as a tourist because I kept traveling and discovering places. But it was like at the end of my trip, it was quite difficult to like get back to have like savings and everything. So it was expensive. It was a very expensive trip, I would say. So if, if anybody else want to go, they should probably think about like saving like the money for the trip and a bit more to make sure like after the trip, they can also like spend. Taking off the whole touristic situation, living in Barcelona is expensive. Um, it, I think it also depends on the lifestyle. Um, so as a, like a tourist there, I didn't really have memberships anywhere like I think that's a big expense but the fruits and vegetables are not the most expensive things that you can find there so you can if you cook your own meals uh, then it would be like reasonable prices but then it's quite hard to tell I think on the average it would be like yes expensive because it's a big city but since in Spain there are some items that you would find that are less expensive than in other countries I don't know if you get me mm-hmm <laughs> yeah yeah and then because you were in a student accommodation did you think that it was easier for you to socialize like how did you make friends in the city 
So yeah, definitely. It helped a lot because the my other I have was living with one other flatmate and she was uh originally from Madrid, but so she lives in Barcelona because she goes to university in Barcelona. Um so this is this, she was basically my first like friend because this is how we we met first. Um and so then I met my, my like other friends because I went to the University of Barcelona to learn Spanish as well for three weeks. So I was enrolled into a course and this is how I got to meet new people. And then how was going out, like nightlife? Just what did you do there? So uh, when I went out, so I was going out with my flatmates and she also had a friend that really liked to go out. So we... We went a few times. Um, so we went to like the clubs that were closer to like the beach. Uh, people will probably know uh, La Pacha. It's quite a famous one there. And uh, so the clubs were like great. I found they were great because you can basically like when you pay the entry to go to the club, you can go to the beach whenever you you want, and then come back whenever you want as well, which is great. And then. You meet people from all over the world because it's like the very touristy place. Um, although the drinks were very expensive uh, and the quantity of them were like quite small. The entry was crazy expensive as well. Like you could feel like it was like a, a touristy place definitely. Um, but then I also went to like a more local um, like club. And this was like, I think it was like expensive, but it was like, okay it was reasonable um and then the, like i don't know the like the vibes otherwise like the pubs and like the bars um it was i need to remember like a specific one that i've been to um like i would say that the drinks are quite expensive because in summer like they know that they have all the tourists coming over so the prices are maybe a bit higher or maybe they're high like all year around but yeah, I mean, it was expensive, but if you go, like, just once, like, for every week or every two weeks, then it's it's okay. I think it would be, like, cheaper than, like, other big, big cities. Mm-hmm. And did you think that the food was also expensive? Um, I would say some places were very expensive, yes. I remember going to, like, a vegan place, uh, and all the food was great, but it was very very expensive um but other than that i think in comparison to the quantity i think the food was not that expensive it was it was it was okay i just i really like the food it's it's amazing there especially the quality of the fruits and the vegetables um although it was just like there was like all the tapas they're great as well but then they're very oily like it's very it can get very heavy when you keep eating like out in restaurants. Um, but it was great. And the vibe there was just amazing. Uh people are so like welcoming and you know, everyone is so happy. So like the vibe in the restaurants and the pubs are always always great. Did you cause you went there to improve your Spanish, did you find it easy or hard? And how would people have a hard time communicating in English there or do they have to like learn Spanish so people tend to speak English almost everywhere I would say well they they would understand maybe if you're speaking English 
but it's way better as a tourist to be able to speak Spanish because first like they see that you're making an effort that you're trying to integrate into the culture so the approach that they will have towards you is way different they will be more welcoming if you speak Spanish I think it's like they would understand if you only speak English especially if you only go for a few days it's like it's understandable if you don't want to learn Spanish but if you're going for a longer time I would highly recommend to like at least have the basics um, so that you have a better experience there um, and then the ways to learn Spanish so the classes that I took were very helpful it was an intensive course so it was great um, and then the thing that helped me a lot is that my flatmate was a local as well so we were speaking Spanish all the time in the flat and actually even with my friends from the university they were majoritarily American we we really tried our best not to speak English and we actually managed to always speak Spanish when we're going out which was great um but yeah so I would encourage as well to like try to meet new local like locals and make friends from Spain so that you know the only communication way you would have would be Spanish and like that helps a lot to learn a new language thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode Moving to Edinburgh was not an easy decision, and it required a lot of mental and emotional preparation, and nothing could have prepared me better than going to therapy. I've been in therapy for the past seven years now, and I cannot recommend it enough for those who think about starting this journey. I know sometimes it might be hard to find a good therapist that will match you, so that's why I recommend a better help as your next therapy source. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy. But with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the Brazilian POV. That's betterehlp.com slash the Brazilian POV. How did you find this um, course that you were in? Because that's actually a really good idea to even like start this immersive experience into the culture. Yeah, it was, I think, very helpful. Um, I really definitely not uh, regret having taken that course because it was a bit expensive, but it was so worth it, I would say. Um, the teachers, so I had two teachers, uh, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And they were so locals and they were really, really helpful and understanding. Um, like, you know, when we're trying and not like making mistakes and everything, they were fine to help us. They were very supportive. Um, yeah, I think it was it was very, very, very good. And we got to see the university as well in Barcelona. So we got to see how like the vibe of the Spanish students going to university, which is very, which was very interesting. We even got to go to the library. And uh, it was very beautiful. 
So it wasn't intensive, like you had class in the morning and the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, we had to, at the beginning of the course, I uh, remember we had a list of books to buy. Like, I don't really know how to call them. It's like textbooks, like the books where you can write directly inside, like they're like exercises and stuff. So we had to buy uh, one of these and then like one more for like the grammar of the language. And, uh, and yeah, so basically every day we're like, we had topics. And we're just discussing about it and then having exercises. And then we all had like uh, oral comprehension. And uh, yeah, so we had, we were like trying all our skills for the course. It was, uh, it was effective. And something that I always ask is just like, how is safety in Barcelona? Like, did you feel safe compared to France or Edinburgh? Mm -mm. So that's a very good question. Uh, I forgot to mention it at the beginning, but my uh, like the safety highly influenced on my choice choice of uh, accommodation, mm -hmm. like which neighborhood I was going to live in. So I asked some of my friends that knew already knew Barcelona before, and they told me that uh, like the the less safe neighborhood where they were, and like the safest one. So I can name a few. So I know that um, El Raval, uh, El Cal, El, um, it was the like the neighborhood born, and the other one was uh, El Barrio Cotico. Uh, all these three ones are very well the least safe. I would say the least safe. So so basically, I decided to go to Gracia because Gracia is apparently like the safest one. Um. So that's why I also decided to move in that area as opposed to like other like accommodations which were closer to the center. So yeah, basically uh, it's, I would need to show you a map because it would be more helpful. <laughs> but the three ones that I, I first name are like the, the center ones, all the activity, like the main stuff are happening there. But Gracia is like for like further behind. Um, so yeah, I was like further, but I prefer to be safer and like further from the center than, you know, in the center and enjoying everything, but that, you know, not being safe every day. Um, so yeah, as, as opposed to other countries, well, it's definitely less safe than Edinburgh, um, I would say. And then France, so I come from like the countryside of France. So I would say that, my, the countryside in France is more safe than Spain as well. Uh, but then compared to like the south of France, I would say that it's almost equivalent, uh, meaning that it's you have to be careful when you walk alone on the street. I tried to never be alone. Or if I was alone, I was trying to like call someone so that, you know, I was always in, with like without another person. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's like you have to be careful. Always have like, something like I used to always have something to eat before and everything I used to always go out like like prepared and if anything would happen <laughs> but that's actually very interesting like because here in Edinburgh is the opposite like as closer as you are to the center the safest the neighborhood is and there's the opposite that's true yeah that's true actually mm -mm. Hmm. that's true very interesting but then when you would go out, would you go out like in the center or it would be like next to, like around your neighborhood? 
to my neighborhood was more like a reflect of like the local culture. There was a lot of local Spanish people. Um, and then, so I would try to, so I would, it would depend of like what the activity I would do with my friends. Usually when we went out uh, clubbing or for drinks, it would be in town because the nightclubs, like the biggest ones would be uh, like closer to the, to the sea. So like closer to the center. Um, and yeah, like if I was going out for like an activity, well, it depends because if I was going on for a visit, I would go to like there, like visiting like all the sites to visit or like all the, all in Barcelona. Uh, so it would really depends. Did you, you said that you got to travel a little bit. Yes. Where yeah. did you go to? I went to so, so many places. I went to La Sagrada Familia. I went to Monjuic. Uh, so that's like another place, another like neighborhood in Barcelona, uh, which is like a great place. Lots of people had recommended it to me. I went to uh, La Fund uh, like the Juan Miro Foundation. It's also in Monjuic. I went to the beach. I went to like, uh, also to the countryside, I went to Montserrat. I went to, what was the other place? I went all the way to like the Costa Brava. I went to Blanes. I went to like also south, so like Sitges. I went to like many, many places. Every place were like great. They all had like their advantages and you know, disadvantages. Oh my god, like Costa Brava is just like my dream come true because it's so beautiful from the pictures. It's it was very, very pretty. I think I haven't been to like the prettiest part of Costa Brava because it's quite wide. Um, but it was so so pretty. And this year is just beautiful. Oh yeah, it's just like very clear blue. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I really want to go there still. <laughs> hopefully you get to go maybe this summer <laughs> so from all of your experience what did you enjoy the most that's a very difficult question uh, I would say it was to discover like the Spanish culture from like a different angle like to see because since I was living with locals I was just I could just see how they were doing things, how social socializing, they, like how like social, can we say that, how social they are? Like they are very welcoming and just like, you know, they're full of life. I've noticed as well that they like, I would say maybe like work to live and rather than live to work, which I loved because it just made the life there way better. They were just like, happy all the time I just and I think that's that was like the best part was just like to enjoy this new culture um yeah it's just also give me like this like uh how do you say like the fact that I learned a new language I think I love that too yeah like just socializing with people from different parts of the world which is great <laughs> and what are some tips and recommendations that you would give for someone who wants to do the same as you so if um so it would depend what they would want to do there 
But if uh, they would stay for a long time, I would recommend them to, well, if they were on their own, like exactly like me, uh, like student accommodation are definitely the place to go to because they would be able to meet friends quicker and socialize easily. Um, and then, so I know in town, like in the center where it's less safe, um, if you're confident enough, like if you're used to go to like places where it's risky, um, I know there are some places where it's a bit like hostels, but where you have your own rooms. Uh, and yeah, like these places are quite good too. I had a friend who was living in one of those. And uh, so I think I would recommend yeah, the student accommodations and like the, I don't really know how they're called, but like the kind of hostels as well, um, where you can share with other people. But yeah, when you have your own room. And, yeah. And is there somewhere in the city that people cannot miss when they visit? I would say so for Barcelona, I would go to Montjuic, definitely. It's it's kind of like a like a a small colon in like a small hill in town. And it's just it's beautiful because you have the view of the, the whole city and uh, it's a green space. Uh, in Barcelona, that's something I feel I felt like it was missing. It's all the green spaces. So going to Montjuic was definitely definitely great. And finally, every week we give a recommendation of a book, a movie, or a TV show. What recommendation do you have for our listeners this week and why? So I would highly recommend the book um, name, so titled An Anthropology of Everyday Life by Edward Teehole. So that book is about um, so like different cultures and how, how everyday, like in your everyday life, you like notice different cultures aspects, whether it's in the language or the things that like how people do things differently. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting book. It's like an autobiography of Edward, uh, but he's also an anthropologist. So he has this perspective of life, like very different than what we usually have. So it's very, very insight insightful. Yeah, I would say that book. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for making time to come to the podcast. It was a really good conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> no problem. I hope it was everything I said was like helpful and <laughs> <Definitely>. you know <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> so that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope to see you back here next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>